Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Happy New Year's, motherfuckers. This episode 72, <laughs> please advise Christina. Yes. We were just talking about my new favorite movie, The Hateful Eight. It's my least favorite movie, but yeah. Okay, do you want to know why I loved it? Why? Because it's like a true Western. It was not a love story. It was not a brotherhood story. It was like every man out for himself. Yeah. And like you didn't realize that till the end. You thought it was going to be like a love story between a brother and a sister. But then you realize like- I never thought that. Oh, well like, well that you thought maybe towards like, yeah, you're like, you're like, oh, maybe here's where it is like about the emotional heart of the story. Like, no, every, it was just every man out for himself. Yeah. I thought it was really like, kind of cool, and I'm definitely the hangman. Who are you? Uh, I think I would be the Samuel L. Jackson character. <gasps> he's so handsome. Yeah. He's like really the only one that's like working out of that handsome set. Or still. the um, Walton Goggins. I kind of loved – even though he was so racist, I kind of loved Wait, his who? character. He was the one uh, towards the end. He was oh, just him and oh, yeah, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. Wait, what's Sorry, that spoiler. actor's name? He's handsome. I'll cut that out. Um, no, leave it is, in. Well, no, no I just ruined everyone. the ending. So. Who cares? <laughs> fuck these people. We don't know so, them. So um, Walton Goggins. Yeah, he's hot. Yeah. I liked him a lot. I liked his teeth. And I thought he had, like, good hair. And his, like, face was set together pretty nicely. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I'm, like, not really into bodies. But, like, his body was fine. Yeah. Like, I'm just – I thought You're he was You're not into handsome. bodies? No, I'm not, like, into bodies. Uh, oh, no. good bodies. No, I'm not like I'm not like. Oh, can you please have like way more muscles? I've never been that person. Right, but you wouldn't date. Are you into muscles? Who was like you wouldn't date someone who was like needed to be removed from their house by like a uh, like a tractor. (laughs) Honestly, the sad part is is if I love them enough, I probably would. That's good. That says a lot of good things about you. I kind of probably wouldn't even notice they didn't leave their houses. (laughs) That's something I've realized about myself a really long time ago. Was that like I just kind of am like colorblind to like sadness. Yeah. Um, girl, what else did you do over New Year's? Oh, I saw the Gloria Stefan musical <laughs> on your feet. Was it really good? It was really good. Was best number. Um, conga, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. What happened? Well, uh, I didn't know this, but who'd like, you go with? First of all, I went with my mom. My okay. brother got us the tickets for Christmas. In my mind, you went by yourself, or you went with your dad? No, okay. I I actually saw West Side Story on Broadway with my dad, but that's pretty. He, he's not feeling well, so he hasn't been able to like get out much anymore. So I went with my mom. And she and I had a great time. Shouts Willie, by the way. Yes. Just really quick, shouts to Willie. I love your dad so much. <laughs> yeah. She's His knees just like... been hurting him and he hasn't been able to walk as much. Diabetes is a bitch, y'all. It is. Wait. And also, like, he had a torn meniscus and he has, like, back problems. It's like a That's not, just that's, by the way, the back shit's not a joke. No, like, it's if not. you've never experienced back pain, you don't know. Like, Degenerative disc disease is also what he has, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just a cluster strain. And then you him, look but... at Rob Kardashian just blowing it all away. <laughs> I know. Showing up with, like, 28 years old with diabetes to the emergency room. I know. How old is he, 28? He's 28, I think, yeah. Yeah. Do we think Kylie's hot, by the way? Have we talked about that on this podcast? Kylie's the younger one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kendall's like a legit model. People used to say that Kylie wasn't cute, but I always no, thought she was cute. I never th- – I mean, come She's on. She's a cute kid. Yeah. When she was like a kid, but like 
Then like it became apparent she was just not. Look, really? it just she wasn't slaying the game the way her other sisters were. No. I mean, she was what sixteen, and her other sisters like God knows how many surgeries. Look, I don't had. want to say it's going to get too controversial, <laughs> but I'm just going to say like like fashion wise. She does. First of all, she doesn't know how to model. Like she still doesn't know how to model, and that's its own issue. That's yeah. a very specific job. I know because I can't do it. Any job that I can't do, well, she's I not know trying is to be really a hard. No, she goes. She did a Vogue shoot recently that was like pretty, like not great. Oh, I didn't see any. of Yeah, that. like you could tell all the frames were stuck in between. Like there was movement, and mm. like it was anyway. So anyway, I'm just saying. Mm. Kendall though, I think kills the game. Um, and shout out to Gigi Hadid. Like, she's literally <laughs> all I think about. I went to Victoria's Secret and got the bra that she wore in the fashion show. Did I tell you? No. I yeah, literally was... did not know who she was until, like, three months ago. Oh, no. Gigi Hadid's everything. She's always – she's <laughs> Yolanda Lemons Yolanda Foster. Foster. Yeah, she's my best friend, which she said Lemons 19 times in last week's Lemons. episode. Oh, you guys. Um, so today's guest is um, – Someone that I've known for a really long time. I first met this person when I was 21 years old and interning out here for New Line Cinema and taking a UCB class at night. Um, it was like the first sketch class they offered out here, actually. The first writing class ever. Writing class? Yeah. yeah. So this is Eric Moneypenny. You guys, hey. we dated for a long time, too. <laughs> you might know that. Uh, but it's been, what, six years? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I'm old. Since I'm going to be 32 next week. Yeah. Dark. And I'll be three years older than that. Babe, I thought you were like 38 fully. Like, really? I swear to God, I thought you were 32 while we were I'll dating. Pull out, yeah, I'll pull out my driver's license. I'm no, not, I mean, yeah. I trust you for real. But I really always thought you were a much older man, which is I thought maybe <laughs> was so. No, I mean, I, I just definitely thought you were way older than me. I think if I would have been 32 when we were dating, I would have been a lot more pathetic. But I was still in my twenties. Yeah, for sure. And I apologize, like, not you know that what? anybody knows what I sound like. But I apologize because I'm getting over a cold, so I feel kind of froggy. And- I told you, oh, I was like, I thought you're working on a new tonal register. No. Like when you first rolled up, I was like, oh, Eric's kind of changed his voice a little bit. That's fine. No, I do I'm that a lot. super sick, and I was like. <laughs> Well, I'm doing a podcast. I'm going to sound like crap. Like, should I reschedule? And then I'm like, I've, I would have murdered you. I know. I'm like, I've probably <laughs> flaked on Molly enough. I probably shouldn't do it on this podcast. Uh, but yeah. Thank you so much. A January 3rd booking was kind of hard for me. I have to be honest. I had some two other girls I emailed. Meg Doyle and Ashley Perez, I'm calling you out live right now. Get back to me. You owe me emails. And also Nastasia Schroeder of Vanderpump Rules. We've been following each other on Twitter for like three weeks. And I'm just trying to get a holla back so I can confirm you for my pod because I know you're going to do this. So, Eric. Yeah, I'm in town and down. Let's do it. <laughs> so, wait, can I ask you a question? I just remembered something about your mom on the way upstairs. Your mom made you eat cabbage one year for New Year's. Like, it had to be the first food you put in your mouth is that right oh no it was sauerkraut okay why isn't that sauerkraut's cabbage no oh is it i don't know i don't know i don't like sauerkraut i don't uh, either why would you that's go? like a tradition on the east coast i think maybe not where you grew up but what are you what's your ethnic background money penny <laughs> well it's a british name it's there's all kinds of mixed stuff in there um i don't know it's like an east coast thing because my friend anthony when i moved out here uh, he did it on New Year's. I'm like, oh, people still do that. I just thought it was weird, but yeah, apparently I've sauerkraut's and New Year's. It. I mean, 
go get sauerkraut after so this. So it's like you have to be. It has to be the first thing you like jam into your mouth when the clock. Yeah, I think it's night. a good luck thing. Yeah, I think someone one time had sauerkraut and then just fucking killed it. <laughs> they had the best that year, year ever. They <laughs> so had a really like, oh, strong quarter. Sorry yeah. for swearing. I don't know if. No, to... babe, we swear all the time okay. here. Trust me, it's Malz's pod. I knew someone from Texas who like said that they eat black-eyed peas. That sounds for good. For the new year. Like, that was their new year tradition. Do you yeah. know? Yeah, no. We had to like make sauerkraut in like a jar once in science class. It was bio Mrs. V's class. She was such a, like, she was such a freak. She had diabetes and told us her, her pee smelled like fruit. <laughs> and um, she made us make this stuff. And then we had this German kid that was actually like, kind of hot. He looked a little bit like Leonardo DiCaprio, circa Titanic. Um, and he was the only one that ate the sauerkraut. Like, she made him eat it, which is, like, I guess probably in some ways, like, ethnically challenging for him. But, like, he was down to do it. Um, but we grew it, and it's made of cabbage. We had to cut it up. You guys, I went to the farmer's market today. Eric, do you ever go to the farmer's market? No, I do not. Where are you at vegetables-wise in your life? Fruits and vegetables. Are you getting your five a day? Uh, I eat a lot of lettuce wraps. And stuff like that and tomatoes and things that come on sandwiches without bread. Are you gluten-free now? No, I I mostly do no bread. I've noticed you're looking very slender. Yeah. What weight loss techniques have you been using? Just really no bread. Your body bounces back always very quickly. You yeah. fluctuate. Yeah. I'm a fluctuator as well. Yeah. Sometimes I could weigh even 30 pounds more than I weigh right now. Right now I'm rocking my solid like get my calories from alcohol, like <laughs> a handful of nuts, maybe an avocado, like a blackberry juice if I need to pick me up in the afternoon. I'm making a pot roast right now at home. I have it in the slow cooker. I picked up three pounds from Arts Deli today. You can come over if you want. We're going to see Joy at 710 at the I Americana. I saw Joy yesterday. Okay. Is she joyful? <laughs> there are parts of it that are joyful, yes. I know. A lot of people didn't like it. It was okay. But I feel like as an entrepreneurial female, entrepreneurial female, <laughs> I would appreciate it. Yeah, you do. I think you would appreciate her plight. Am I joy-esque? Kind of. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, do you agree that you're Patrick Swayze now? Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, because we never got the confirmation on the pod last week. Wait, Eric, which Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Judy Newmar character, are you? Never saw, is that the one with uh, John Leguizamo? Yeah. Oh, you're him. Okay, then I'm him. Yeah, you can totally be him. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's who Ed is. Okay. Yeah, if Ed is in the mix, then I am the Patrick Swayze. But if Ed is not in the mix, mix right. I am Chi Chi Rodriguez. Okay, you can be that. Honey, Um, did you see any movies this holiday season? No, I did not. I'm a terrible podcast. I've been on podcasts before. No, I didn't see any movies. You I didn't did, do I'm anything in this wrong. like this is boring. I'm in this stupid gambling pool with people. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, and uh for what? For football oh. and uh <laughs> so I've been like nonstop watching football and like trying to figure out who I'm going to bet on cuz it's a pretty big prize. I don't what want What is the, it? I don't 10? want the is it 10? Uh, it's not that big of a price. Oh, okay. uh, But it's pretty big. It's in the thousands. I don't want the FBI to get involved. 2.5? <laughs> it's more than 2.5. It's okay. around four, four, but that's four a lot. Four is on the max? A, yeah, okay. there's a lot of people Yeah, involved. I understand you. Yeah, see, I want to go to Vegas with, like, straight-up Bachelor results, and, like, because I'm really good at that. I always know who's going to win The Bachelor because I know I would win The Bachelor, so I can, yeah. like, suss out the qualities in another human that exist in me. 
and then transpose them on them and then win every season. But I also know that there's spoilers out there in the world. With football, you don't have that. Yeah. What would you do to like have that Marty McFly opportunity to like go get an almanac? Oh, it'd be the best. Like, do you I'd, think about I'd it all it. the time? Uh, not all the time. I thought about it today when I was losing. Really? Yeah, I was like, and there's this guy that's in the thing that never loses, and I'm pretty sure that he's Biff. Okay. Him. Okay. Or well, has, wait, like, wait, some wait. Some sort of time traveling situation. So we have this question on Please Advise, some things that we use, and it's like, how much would you pay to be able to do a slam dunk whenever you want? Um, I can touch. I can get pretty close to the no, rim. No, Eric, that's not the question. This is the this is How the thinking man's that? question. This is the thinking. It was it's in table topics. No, it was a it was someone who said like Scotty. Oh, most, most guys can brag about touching rims. So. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> Scotty. Scotty yeah. said that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can touch the rim. No, I can get close. So I'm. But, I'm most guys can't touch the rim. Okay, but like. <laughs> Let's just say I was like surprised because I have a I have a twenty four hour <laughs> fitness membership, and I was like in the, in the basketball courts. I haven't jumped since I was like nineteen. What hour of the day do you hit the basketball courts? What's that? In those twenty four, which hour do you hit the basketball courts? I try to hit it every time I'm in there, which is uh, either twenty two times a month or not in seven months. But like, <laughs> well, wait. <laughs> but like, do you go in there in the middle of the clear blue day and like yeah. try to? Okay. Yeah, if I'm off, yeah, I'll just go in in the middle of the day. There's usually not that many people playing. It is hard to go consistently, right? You either have to be like super addicted or you never go. Yeah, well, it's working out. You sort of get that high. It's it's hard to just put on like the stupid clothes and then take right. a bag and it like is, have all oh your Oh my God, the bag is embarrassing. I know. Changing shoes and all kinds of stuff that doesn't matter. And then you go and do it and you're like, oh, that was no hassle at all. And then you go for like 20 some days in a row, or at least I do. And then something happens, like you'll sprain your ankle or you'll get sick. Or what are whatever. you doing in there that you're spraining your ankle? Just jumping, just right. jumping in there by myself. Uh, yeah. And then you won't go for a while. With women, like the athleisure moment, like this whole like uh, you can just wear yoga pants all the time and you're wearing an outfit thing has really helped with that. Yeah. I actually don't know a lot of people that get dressed that much anymore, but because of it. But um, yeah, I, I the bag is like really embarrassing. There's something really sad about like putting your little belongings in a bag and walking around town with them. Yeah. It like hurts your feelings. And bringing a lock. That's like oh, such yeah. a high it's school like thing. Sort of for that. Like I had forgotten how to work a combination lock because I hadn't done it in so long. It's so vulnerable. Yeah. I was just in a high school football locker room like last weekend. Long story. <laughs> but like for upwards of five hours, I was in a high school football locker room film, filming something with my friend in Pittsburgh. And it was really like humiliating. Like you go back to like this emotional weird place of high school where it's so impersonal and like 20,000 kids have hid their like boxers in the same box there before you. Like the lockers don't even have locks. Like they just were like little like benches. You could pull up the like thing on. It was just, it was very impersonal. And then the showers were super humiliating and the bathrooms were so disgusting. And it was just like, did you ever shot? I never took a shower. No, no, no one did. That was like, we didn't have showers. We had showers, but like, and I think like as a formality, the gym teachers would show you like, if you want to shower, like this is how you can get out of your clothes without people seeing you. And they like straight up taught us to stick your arms in 
and then like put the towel around you and then pull like your shirt off thing. Uh, I just did a lot of hand motions for anyone at home. Didn't follow that. I did the signature move that you do as a woman. You know yeah, it. Yeah, you, you figure out a way to change without So they showed us that. Skin show. And yeah. then, but like, you know, no one was like, everyone would wake up like an hour. I didn't. But like most of the the normal girls would show up like an hour, like like an hour prepped preschool, like with like straightened hair and eyeliner and like all this shit. Yeah. I, was I like, would never, yeah. No. I didn't even know what was going on. I wasn't allowed to wear makeup. Were you allowed to wear makeup in high school, Eric? I think I was allowed. Yeah. Um, were you popular? I was pretty popular. I think Eric was really I was, popular. I was. Uh, I played football, but I was like in like the AP classes, and I really liked comedy and stuff like that. So I was. You were like the smart jock. I guess. But I, w- I was also like, you're like, kind of I friends say, with everybody, always, but I wasn't you're like. You so cute. You will have always been so cute. In high school, you were probably so cute. Like, that curries favor more than anything. Uh, yeah, but I I don't really have like a high, too high of an opinion of myself. So, like, I wasn't like. I wasn't so, like that a made you like man. the sleeper hottie. You know yeah, that, right? Like, Sebastian, like that hot guy I went to high school with, like, that was just like Sebastian was such a sleeper hottie, and we all figured it out senior year and like just like worshiped him. Or Jordan from my so called life. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, so, was that kind of you? I'm, no, like, when I got, when I first got to high school, like, I went from being like a little fat kid and then I moved away <laughs> for a year. And then I came back and I was all skinny and like a lot taller because I went through puberty. And then like when I got to high school, like all the older girls wanted to date me, but I was really shy. So I wouldn't. And then I'd have a crush on all these girls who used to have crushes on me and like be too scared to do about it. And then they just started dating people who drove. When did you lose your V? That's a kind of interesting story. We had a day off from school. Me and my ex, yeah, and we just, it wasn't like, we just kind of stuck it in. It wasn't, Yeah. it wasn't even like really like a full-blown losing your V. Just kind of stuck it in. And we were home from school early and my fucking dad came home and I was like, oh God, this is, and I didn't have like a big, it's like a one floor house. It's like, right. Very small. And my parents, we always just used to keep the doors open, like, in all the rooms. So, like, my door was closed. Me and my girlfriend were naked. My dad was home. Then he went out and moved and started mowing the lawn. And then uh, I was so like, your dad, like, kind of I was like, we got to get you out of here. And we did, like, a stealth mission to get my girlfriend out of the house to make it look like nothing was going on. Wait, a- did you finish? No. no, I got scared. There's no way that no. We both got scared, so we stopped. No, I don't think anyone don't think does their first then. time. No, that is such a weird Catholic definition. I remember some guy like Sorry. I went to high school with, like I, this summer going into freshman year. He, we were all like, uh, "Has anyone like?" We were like, "Who hasn't lost their virginity in the group or whatever?" And he was like, "He was like, well, none of us have, right?" And we were like, "What do you mean?" He's like. Well, no one's come inside of anyone's vagina, have they? And we were all like, dude, you think that's what that is? Like, we were like, that's a weird, demented Catholic thing. I mean, I, think. I don't think it is, but that's fine. No, I think if you stick it in, like, that's that's the V. <laughs> that's it. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I don't think that's it. Like, like even just like one one pump. Yeah, I absolutely do. No, because then you hear guys like weirdo guys being like, no, I mean, like technically, the first time I stuck my dick in a vagina was like when I was twelve, but like I didn't really lose my virginity until I was twenty two, and it's like, what the fuck are you talking? What does that mean? I've heard that several times. Guys have a weird. We have to clear that up. You're not. You're clear on that. I appreciate that about you, Eric. You know. Oh, yeah. That one snow day. Yeah, and I don't. You tossed her a bone, and like <laughs> she caught it. So and my parents had bought me condoms, so I don't know what I was so worried about. But your dad knew you were in the room with the door shot. Like he's not a dumbo. Yeah, maybe he thought I was like whacking it or something. That's true. He probably I did, that did nonstop when I was a teenager. Did I, you? As did everybody. When was sure. the first time you remember masturbating? I don't think I masturbated that much when I was a teenager. I don't think women. A lot of women. Do. No, <laughs> I think it happens later. I don't remember the first time. I remember having a wet dream and then being like, oh, this is like a thing that happens. And it felt, it was like weird that it happened. And yeah, this guy Ariel. I didn't have the internet back then, yeah. so I didn't know. And then I just started like, well, I'm getting boners all the time. And it was that weird thing. Did you like talk to your friends about it and say like, hey, I'm getting boners all the time? There, it was like in sixth grade, people used to like make fun of everybody. Like it's like, oh, that guy whacks it. Like, like what dude, a loser, dude. That, and dude, then by eighth grade, we're all like, yeah, we all like, like the cool thing was whacking it. Like it's such a tonal I, I, shift. Dude, sixth of, grade, a bunch of guys walked up to me in the computer room. We're like, hey Molly, do you masturbate? And I like didn't even know what it meant. So I was like, yeah, I do. And they were like. <laughs> <laughs> And like I think they knew I didn't know. I know, like they they knew I didn't know. So they kind of like went with that for one day. It was like a it was a light punishment. But it was I remember the day like the first guy in our grade to have a wet dream that was like super vocal about it came in and like he owned it like a real. Yeah, I mean I think that like in every school in the history of time, there's like the one cool guy who makes it okay. He's like. uh Hey, check out what I did last night. And he does it. And we're like, oh, fucking Brad's the man. Wait, if, what do you if, mean Annie does it? Like he like, does it. Like, he's, like, he's like, yeah. like He's like, guess what I did? I whacked it. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, okay. Brad, if it's okay for Brad to do, then I guess the rest so of So when does can... porn come in the mix for someone our age? Because you're well, cause you're a little bit older and I always wonder like, <laughs> I'm not calling you old. I'm just saying like. I'm only not... like three years older. But it's not I'm that saying big like, I know, but like internet porn for me, like what was available even like when I was growing up was like, yeah, I could find it, I guess. Yeah. But like there wasn't the culture. I mean, it wasn't like porn culture. You could log on to any chat room and get something. Sure. <laughs> quick enough. A lot of verbal stuff too. Yeah, I mean, I my we didn't really have the internet until college. It was around like all my friends had it in high school, but I didn't because we had a computer without a Pentium processor or something. It was just impossible nice. to go on the net and surf. Well, while you're here bragging, so you didn't. So in college, <laughs> you started looking at porn. No, you. I'm not it. really a big porn guy. I like that about you. So yeah. you don't have any. Like I think that because I think porn I always is just sort of use my imagination. Thank you, yeah. because porn is actually I've I've been to many porn sets. They're the like, yeah. From when I worked for a Gawker, I worked oh. for Fleshbot too. Yeah. So like, and then I would go like, go to like fucking dildo conferences or whatever, and like have to go take videos of those people, and like they're all like clumsy and weird and like texting their wives and like not like you know like no one's really like into that image and so I find that especially the cheerleader thing I don't know why the cheerleader thing really skeeves me the incest 
Oh yeah, it's I like saw a German mom fisting mother daughter thing. Yeah, German a mom fisting her daughter sort of like thing I had on my computer once. But I downloaded it by accident via Kazam. I was trying to download the Kazam like a song or something and like I got this I don't remember I wish I remember it was probably honestly some sort of like Backstreet Boys song and I got this video that's what you get for downloading it I illegally know. I know you get German porn instead. and like those weird Bill Clinton impressions do you remember those whenever you try to download a song in the 80s no. or in the 90s or whatever <laughs> the, 80s. the 80s you know in the 80s no in the 90s or early 2000s when you try to download a song it'd be like a weird I did not have sexual relations with this woman Parody. I never got that. And it'd be like, I did not download this file. Like, it would be like a parody of that with a person doing a Bill Clinton voice. Oh, that was really, really popular. Anyone who knows what I'm talking about shouts. Am I your favorite ex-girlfriend, by the way? Um, I'm pretty cool with all of them. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're up there. I would say I thought about it last night. You're probably my number two most favorite ex-boyfriend, which oh, cool. I would say is a pretty good slot. Can yeah. I ask, like, a lot of people don't have friendships with their exes or talk to their exes. This is exes. the first like, time we've hung out in years. How how long did it take for you guys to get cool after the Literally breakup? five years. <laughs> no, I we hugged at a party yeah, last year. I, I always felt sort of – I haven't really – so, like, when we broke up, it was, like, a strange thing where I was just, like, having a bad day. And then we were talking on the phone. And uh, I had, like, lines to memorize or something. It was, like, something that wasn't important. But I was, like, feeling, like, super stressed. And then you were, like, but I want to come over. And I'm, like, but I need to work. And, like, I, I was flying home from Massachusetts. Yeah. And I was just, like, <laughs> you know what? Like It was just, like. I was just having a bad day and it was just kind of out of nowhere. And I always felt bad about it because I'm usually the one to get dumped. And so I didn't know how to handle it. And I didn't well, want to hurt your feelings stop, or whatever. Stop, 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 stop. Like, no, don't. Because I've ne- literally never thought. Like, didn't think you were the greatest. And, like, it's totally fine. Yeah. And I mean, it was also, just a, it was a weird thing where I, I'm not very, not very sort of impulsive like that. So, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. But you know what? I mean, like, dude, we were so young. And, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we were young. Yeah, I was 38. Yeah, you were 38. You were, <laughs> no, you I were 38. I was 25. Uh, and, yeah, no, I just I think that um there was no like look, there was no other way that was going to end. Like so like it just needed yeah. like, you know, I mean, we were so young. We were just like kids. So I think that like honestly, I, I always have thought of you as like my fave. Well, like apparently now my second fave. I'm yeah. trying to remember who I placed above you last night. Maybe I was just drunk. Maybe you are my favorite ex boyfriend. But I Well either uh, way, top Top two is pretty good. Yeah, it's Top pretty good. Top three or four or five. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And plus, I was just like in a, like, well, a place where like. I'm not that big like, of a whore. Like, Jesus. Like, my life really <laughs> sucked at the moment. At, right. Back then. And I was just like, I just didn't like myself. And it was weird. Oh, my God. That's so important. Being self-destructive. I have like sabotaged my last two relationships. I'm like currently in one. I know I'm sabotaging because like I'm just not in a place to be in a relationship. And so like I'm yeah. meeting great guys, but like just, um, you know, I just bought a house. Like I just want to like live in my house and be quiet and like get a shit ton of dogs to like lay on top of me. 
Yeah. And like watch TV. And like, yeah. that's really what I kind of want to do. Yeah. And, and like, I'm finally getting to the place that I can realize that. But like, you know, when you're in your twenties, you collect these people and like, we were together for a long time, like two years or something. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, like two, two and a half. It was like on and off a little bit. Just that there was, one time. There was like a dark period. <laughs> there was a dark And when I say dark period, I don't mean that it got dark. I just mean it went dark like a production. Yeah. Something. Yeah. But I have to say, had it not been for that breakup, I don't think Molly and I would be as close as we are now. <laughs> no, because yeah. you don't even know Christina Lopez straight up like took me to the other side of that dark, dark money penny river that I was on. Like I well, was really I was really in a dark place in my life. But like, by the way, I look back at you as like the hallmark of like bad emotional reactions to breakups in a way that like I just cared about you so much and it was so hard for me and when I look back now I'm like oh my god well it was it's not as bad as money penny was so like it's fine <laughs> like you were really hard for me so like that I mean but like that has way more to do with me like I had bed bugs like I had to like turn into like a weirdo like freelance writer I was like taking videos of myself at the cha-cha lounge, getting drunk with weirdos. Like, yeah. I mean, I just had like a strange life. I, I just remembered when you cried in your weed dealer's arms, uh, saying yeah. for days over and over again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, at the time I was making like $200 a week and living in a closet and uh, doing comedy like once a month and uh, thought I was going to, somehow I made my way out of that into doing anything else. Which is good. I'm proud of you. But I was in a bad place at the time. It was really bad. It wasn't great for either of us. I wouldn't say either of us were shining stars. But that said, like, we can't beat ourselves up for that because, like... And didn't I just... I had just, like... I, I was like a messenger who drove and I had either just wrecked my you car. You totaled your car, then got a new one, then it then like the next one got into an accident or something happened. Yeah, something like that. No, the engine went out yes. of my car and then... I got a new car and then got in an accident. Yeah, it was not good. You were having like tough times for Eric Moneypenny. Yeah, it was bad. That was kind of your that was kind of your dark period. Yeah. Solo. Oh. You know, independent of us. You were yeah. in a little bit of a dark moment. Yeah. In the theater sense. You guys can call us at 323-450-7408. We're gonna take your calls right now, but feel free to call us anytime. Let's do it. Hi, my name. Uh, Lucy, uh, I live in Bushwick in New York, and I'm just calling, not for, like, one of the more important issues or, like, problems I'd like to discuss with you, but, like, I'm fucking fed up with my neighbors. They're, so I live in, like, I don't know, Bushwick's Bushwick, but downstairs, the walls, I mean, the whole apartment is just, like, very thin. You know, the walls are thin. It's annoying. You can hear people across the street, across the other hall walking. But my biggest thing is that, like, I feel like my neighbors, their TV is, like, directly below my bed. And I can fucking hear their TV at all hours. And it's really annoying. I feel like I have super sensitive ears or something because it just, like, really affects me. It's kind of like noise pollution, and it really bothers me, especially if I'm trying to watch something else, so I always have headphones in. But it's like I put my ear down on the pillow, and all I can hear is this kind of, like, wah, 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 like, really loud, really obnoxious, and I don't know what to do. It's really bothered me for a while. 
But I also don't have, I don't have the personality where I would, like, you know, confront the situation and go up and be like, hey, do you want to turn your TV down a little bit? But also, like, their, their apartment is, like, the only one in the building that like, hasn't been, like, renovated. I don't know. Bushwick's desperation is noticeable, especially in the building. I don't know. They just have the whole place to themselves and, like, party a lot, which isn't a big deal because me and my roommates have things going on, too. But it's just, I don't know if it's okay to, like, leave a note being like, hey, do you mind turning down your TV a little bit? Or, like, just don't know what to do because, or I don't, I don't know. Do I just suck it up? I kind of hate this problem, but sitting in my room and I'm fucking annoyed. So, please advise. I mean, I don't know. Christina, you're from New York, so could, will you just speak to this for two? You're from Brooklyn, I am from Brooklyn, and I know Bushwick pretty well. Um, and, you know, when I was growing up, I couldn't imagine that that would be a place where hipsters would live eventually. You can't say, like, Bushwick is Bushwick, and, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Like, just deal with the fact if that you're, you're gonna living be, in If you're going to be a gentrifier, like, own your part and at least yeah. have the balls to step up to your, like, neighbor and say, like, hey, your TV is right below my bedroom. And so when I put my head down on the pillow, I had a roommate that – I had, a like, a downstairs guy that was straight up, like, I think – like, I've talked about this before, like, domestically abusing his girlfriend and they'd fight all night long and, like, there'd be, like – dressers thrown and like crazy shit done and like I didn't say anything for the longest time because like duh there's like 19 levels of why I wouldn't say anything about that but two like it was just like eventually one day I had a 5 a.m. call at two broke girls he and his girlfriend didn't pass out till 3 a.m. they finally wore each other out at 3 a.m. and like I got two hours of sleep and I had to text him the next day and he's like your dog barks and I was like well then would you please speak to me about my dog barking because I'd be more than happy to move that if it's right above your bedroom but like this is right below mine so I you have to have the balls like you can't you can't have it all baby you can't move to the cheap rent yeah. and not have the confrontation that apartment's probably has been being rent- a pioneer is bitch yeah. like you gotta go through That's all I'm <laughs> and saying. also like that apartment probably hasn't been renovated because that person's been living there for 20 years yeah <laughs> It's their goddamn home. So you're moving into their home. You're moving into their territory, their you neighborhood. Wear a so just like deal with it. Yeah. Lucy. And what if you, you want to say something, like you just got to say, like people complain to their neighbors constantly. Like I'm no party animal, but my there's three floors in my apartment building and my TV was so loud one time. The person on the third floor came down and was like, could you please turn your TV down? I'm like, all right, sorry. Uh, most people will just do that. Well, you know what? Also, too, though, my neighbors used to call security on me over coming to me because they'd be like, your records are too loud at night. And like security would come to me and be like, first of all, your records are the bomb. And I'd be like, I know. And then they'd be like, but the lady next door wants you to turn them down. And then one night I just took my record player down and me and the security guard danced in the lobby. Did you turn it down after they would ask you to? Because illegally, like, I guess I had to or I was, like, going to put myself in a position to get a fine. But, like, but, like, the security security and I agreed, like, it was fucked up that she couldn't just, like, come knock on my door and be like, hey, turn it down a little bit. As opposed to, like, so I'm just saying don't go to the landlord and, like, rat these people out. You do not want an enemy. Like, do not go to the boss. 
Also, just realize that if you do say something, it doesn't mean that they're going to change their behavior. You're, oh, yeah. You might just have to live with it. Earplugs. Do you find a way to deal with it somehow? White play, noise pl- machine. Yeah. Play music. Yeah, I was thinking I that know. too. Like, have just you tried deal. putting on like a jam? Yeah. I know? sleep next to like videos playing on my iPad constantly. Like, it helps. Yeah. Just what kind of videos? Do you remember what we used to sleep to? Um, ESPN. No, you would always put on ESPN Sports Classics, and we'd, I would always just say, okay. like, can you please just make sure we won't wake up to squeaking basketball noises? Because there would always be, like, sneakers and, like, basketball squeaking when we woke up, and I'd be like, what the fuck is this noise? Like, this yeah. is the most upsetting thing I've ever heard. That sounds about right. I'll sleep to, like, wrestling or sports <laughs> or, or something. You know, you did make the point me in my love. life where, like, anytime I lie down while watching anything, I fall asleep. I feel you. And when you can fall asleep to Real Housewives, like bitches screaming at each other, like fully throwing Andy Cohen across the room in the process, you've realized you've gotten to a dark place in your life. I fully fall asleep with lights on now. Like that's a new thing. Like and I can yeah. just pass out with the lights on. I don't care. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I like that about life. I really understand. I've always wanted to get here and now here I am. Here you are. Yeah. So – Deal with it is basically what we're telling us. I guess, I don't know. Lucy's fine. I don't know. I think she's being a little bit of a twat. Like, I just kind of can't handle it. And I mean, I'm having a hard time with this podcast in 2015 or 2016 because one of my resolutions was to, like, stop trying to teach 20-somethings how to live life. And, like, that's kind of my bread (laughs) and butter. We can't have a podcast. We can't have have it all ways. I mean, but, like, here's the thing. I realize that no matter what – I always realize this. No matter what we tell these people, they're going to do what they want to do. Oh, yeah. We all know that, right? That's Yeah. I listen to Dr. Laura every day, and uh, she knows that most of those people don't follow what she says. So, and How does she live with herself day in, day out, knowing that? But, honey, <laughs> knowing what? All right, next call. <laughs> okay. Hi, my name is Christina, and I'm from Los Angeles. I'm 29 years old. Um, my issue is that... Um, I have a friend who's uh, just, I think, a complete narcissist. Um, I've known her since I was very young. We've kind of grown up together, and we grew up together, and then we kind of parted ways in high school and college and reconnected at some point after college. She, since I was there, since I can remember, she's always been a bit depressed, and now she has full-blown depression, but she constantly talks about herself, just constantly talks about herself, constantly talks about her problems, her issues, what she's good at, what she's bad at, her likes, her dislikes, her this, her that. And it's really hard to have a word in edgewise with her. What I want to know, Mog, is how do you deal with people like that? How do you normally, how do you handle the situation? Personally, for me, I would feel bad not being her friend anymore, but a part of me just doesn't want to deal with it, and I really don't want to fuck with her anymore. I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, I I mean, because I'm not getting anything out of the friendship. I'm not not because she's depressed. She, I mean, she's always been that way since I can remember. And you know, it, this would be a bad time to leave a friendship. I feel, but you know, how do you deal with somebody who just talks about themselves all the time? Do you call them out on it? I mean, I'm kind of close to doing that because I kind of don't care. Um, another thing is that growing up, she used to kind of bully me, and now growing up. I'm kind of the one that's more, not more successful, but I'm just a little more level-headed, not as depressed, not as anxious, you know, just kind of got my stuff together, my my life together a little bit more than she does, and um, I don't 
think I'm better than that. But she's always trying to comment on that. She was like, oh, I thought you would have been, you would have been some anxious mess growing up because you, because I was a very sensitive kid growing up. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what you mean by that, but whatever. So it's just kind of weird. Um, I think she, she really looked up to me, but at the same time, she was kind of like, oh, like, how did you end up being this way? How are you so confident? Um, so, Hannah Molly, please advise. I'd appreciate it. I'm a huge fan of the pod. I always listen. Um, I love you guys, and I hope that you can help me out with this switch. Bye. Okay, you guys need to have a friendship breakup. Like, sh- you guys are so murderous to one another's souls right now. She is so unconscious. I really honestly think if you're in L.A., you should go to USM and apply for their spiritual psychology master's program where you can learn a lot about the unconscious ego. And, like, that's really where she's at. And, like, I think that would help you a lot. The fact that you're already, like, keenly aware of these things, that kind of information, I think would really help you. Christina, she's a... Uh, I didn't call. This no, is not me this calling. This is, but no, but like we have this, um, you've known people that I've dealt with this with where it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, you need to like be mean to me to feel better about yourself. Like you're going to talk shit about me or like say terrible things to me to my face. Like, hey, I thought you would have been fucked up or whatever. Like try and down, like cut me down because it makes you feel better. And then, Christina, you're taking the number two role because you recognize how unconscious her spirit is and that she's basically like grasping at straws to try and figure out what's wrong with herself and I'm in the process like taking you down. And so you just like accept that because you're like, well, I can handle that. I'm stronger than her and she needs to – but like you're going to reach a breaking point and like I'm going to tell you – it may or may not end with you getting arrested. Like I, <laughs> it it doesn't it does not help to be unconscious. It, like you have to really get ahead of your own shit and like own and own the way that you're feeling right now because it's only going to hurt you. Do you know what? Like, do you understand now? Like what this girl's saying, Eric? Yeah, yeah. Life's too short to deal with people. Just how would you break up with a friend? Uh, guys don't deal with stuff like this. I don't think. No, they nah, do. Man, this dudes, bitch does. Are you kidding? They all shit. do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, anytime that there's someone I just don't get along with, like I just fucking stop hanging out with them. I know. Just like phase them out. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean that in the way that I stopped hanging out with you. That wasn't even like a. By the way, I didn't. Time more like. By the way, like, like literally no thing. one at this table thought that Jax from Vanderpump Rules season two reunion. Like, no one thought that. Jumped to conclusions, Matt. No one thought that. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. But. When? Stop. Like, you don't have to hang out with that person. Right. Yeah. But, like, so, like, what if they show up? Or, like, confront you and are like, hey, because girls, you know, are going to confront. And guys, I think, do this, too. Like, hey, why haven't you been hanging out with me? Like, uh, we never I've just used been, to hang I've been busy. Time. So you lie. <laughs> Super busy. No, I mean, but that's one thing you can say. But you Especially busy. if you have so much more stuff going on than the other person, then you can just say you're busy. All right, Christina. Yeah, I don't know. I prefer, like, the clean break. Like, hey, this isn't, like, working I out. know, but, like, you want, like, a coffee date? Yeah, I think you do. You're more scheduled than I am. I don't know if I would do like a cop. It's just because I've been on the receiving end of that, like someone just kind of doing a fadeaway and it's just kind of like, what the fuck? And it hurt. Yeah. I would never want to put anyone through that. And so, like, at least I, give me the dignity. You've been my friend for you've been my friend for five years. At least give me the dignity and respect of like, hey, this isn't like, give me an explanation. Someone after five years did that to you? Yeah. 
But like, was it not obvious to you why it happened? No. Oh, that's completely. Weird. That is really weird. Yeah, but I mean, like, you never know what that other person is perceiving. It might be clear to you, but it might might, might not be clear to them. That's why the fadeaway is the f- most fucked up thing I think people do to each other. Well, I don't think it's always so clear that, like, to the to the person who's on the receiving end of it, that it's not working out, and so you need to be clear about your intentions. Yeah, because at the at the very least, if you were in their position, you would want an explanation, wouldn't you? Yeah, but like if I knew I was being like, or at least- I mean, no. Look, there have been times where I've been like, I'm being a little bit of a psychopath right now. Like, and I've thought that to myself, and I'm like, I'm like really doing the most right now. Like, I'm fully going after this the most, yeah. and like this is like I'm gonna like I'll wear it. I'm being a little bit of a psycho right now, and so like there's some situations where a person like they don't. They don't get that because they're already, like, they're in control of it by their, like, pissing all over you emotionally in the situation to, like, mark their emotional territory. I think, like, that's, like, I think that's also a very common dynamic, too. And, like, this girl could be running her over really, like, intentionally. But if she's a narcissist, she can't see that. That's we what I'm saying. We don't know that she's a narcissist as much as she's maybe a super insecure girl. I don't know. I mean, Christina Sometimes seems to be very a... clear that this person's a narcissist. Well, I think that narcissism can a lot of times be confused with, like, severe, severe – I mean, the way that we all walk around society calling each other narcissists kind of tells me that we can't all be narcissists. I think a lot of people are just really insecure that the two things are really confusable. But either way, she can't see outside her own world so that she wouldn't know that she's being annoying to Christina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you kind of have to be clear about that. Dude, I hate it when you're like, dude, you're being so annoying. Why can't you see that? Some people just can't, aren't how do you, aware enough. How do you, play, how do you let people know, Eric? Uh, I mean, maybe it's different with like You're so aloof. Dude friends. You get super aloof. Uh, I come off as aloof because I'm low energy. But I care. I care a lot about shit. And I worry about shit and stuff no, like that. No, I know. But like if I'm ever around a friend and I'm just like, ah, this person's too fucking much. I'm just like... <laughs> Don't you hate energy vampires like that where you're like, yeah. oh, my God, why is my soul sucked dry just because I know you? Yeah. It's like I just try to avoid the situation, I guess. Maybe that's the mean thing to do. I don't know. No, I mean, in a lot of ways, I think defense mechanisms get a really bad rap. I've talked about this before, but, like, I think defense mechanisms are really smart and, like, people put them in place for a reason. And it's because we walk around the world with, like, a lot of, like, you know, I just think of them as, like, those like curly things that come off Garfield when he's nervous, like those curly <laughs> things are like everywhere in our energy. And like, I, I constantly walk around with those curly, I things. feel those curly Garfield things all the time. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't want it. I don't want it. So I, you know, like I'll be aloof in a situation when I'm not really being aloof. I'm really just registering it and trying to like, not go bite a rag in the corner to like, I'm I have to go to the Golden Globes with my gay friend, fat guy. Oh, yay. I'm going next weekend, you guys. I ordered four dresses off ASOS and I'm going to take them all to the <laughs> tailor and see which one works. Uh, I'm really nervous. I think the white one I really like is going to be like amazing on me, but it requires very specific underwear. I feel like we should make a poll on Please Advise's Instagram account. I, I'll make a poll. And, but like, by the way, so <laughs> but like, that doesn't mean that she has to so follow far, your choices. Nobody likes the black dress that has stars all over it, but like, I feel it's very Caroline Stanbury from Ladies of London inspired, and like, no one's really picking up on that vibe yet. And also, everyone has to remember I'm a plus one. Yeah. Like, I do have a sequin full length like gown that I can wear, but I'm a plus one. That'd be inappropriate. Yeah. And for a plus one for media yeah. to show up like that. Yeah. But like, I'm also not going to not bring it 
because like you know I've been telling I've actually been telling everyone my date is John Ham and like I and so far like many people have believed me like I've been able to keep people going for upward of like 15 minutes on that so and just being like we're really old friends like we met through the scene and like it's just always made sense and like I'm a good sober companion like whatever I've just been throwing out all sorts of vibes like people have been really like picking up what I'm putting down. So I want to just look flawless because I feel like if I can successfully convince strangers that I'm going to the Golden Globes with John Hamm, then maybe I could actually like get a situation going for myself. No offense to my current boyfriend, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm down to meet like a potential like high level executive. <laughs> I feel like an executive. You're there to network. Yeah, I'm there to like – no, I'm not really there yeah. to network. I'm there to like drink the champagne and make fun of people with Max in the corner the same way it. as always. Can't as if to I'm going to that. like – that's going to be the one night I talk to people. <laughs> like, that's the night that I go and like become alive at a party. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Malls comes alive. Oh, God. I'm actually – really. it's my birthday. We're going. Yay. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yay. <laughs> I mean like now, my, I, now it's like – just share my night with everyone else. And now you like, know how I feel. <laughs> I know. Now you know how um, I feel. Yeah, Christina's birthday is 4th of July. I share yeah, that with America. that's a stupid whore night. I hate it. <laughs> By the way, I had the best New Year's Eve. Can I just tell you? Yeah, I spent it alone in Pittsburgh. I crashed a wedding. I was like, hey. Your snaps to- look so sad. I was I'm like, I went to college with Matt, University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Like, I went up there. I was wearing yoga pants, and but, like, a fly coat over it. And I had wags with me. We drank from the open bar. I met uh, – I want to say shout-out to my friends. Um, what's his name? His name's not Gaydar. It's, like, Graydon. No, it's, like, Garnt um, – One – the oldest one, I don't remember his name. He's the gay one. He's great. And then – but it's it's a really strange name. And then Miles and Jessica – Shout out to them. And I actually, they live in Ventura. They're probably going to come on the pod. They were like a modern day Roseanne. Like they're like a modern day reverse Roseanne. And like, I kind of really want them to just like live out loud on our pod. Eric, what did you do? I went to UCB. And what happened? Nothing. Just oh, a bunch nothing of people happened. drank. Oh, I'm yeah. telling the best stories today. Son, no Babe, movies. Tell the best stories. No, I mean, comedy people always like come on here and are like, why am I not killing the game? And I'm like, because we don't have to kill the game to kill the game here. You know what I mean? It doesn't need to, you don't need to work overtime on Please Advise. Yeah, so uh, went to UCB and drank at the UCB New Year's Eve. Party. Did you throw up the next day? No. Or like, what happened? I, I don't really drink that much. Um, so yeah. You doing drugs now? No. No, no, no. cocaine. Still never tried cocaine. Never. Never did drugs. Never tried marijuana. Um, I tried it once and I didn't like it. With me? No. Uh, it was before pre-me. you. Yeah. Oh, you tried marijuana pre-me. Yeah. I was kind of at, like at one point I was like, I'm going to make this my thing. Oh, yeah. I think I remember you said, okay. And then I did it once <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is, I don't like this. I remember just like laying on my bed zoned out. Like having a panic attack, and I hate I have panic attacks just on my own. So, uh, although not as bad as I used to, yeah. Uh, so it's something that I try to avoid. Do you take Xanax? No, nothing for the no. panic attacks. No. Wait, how do you cope with those, hun? That's really wor- worrisome. Like, I mean, I'm not saying like oh, you should no, medicate uh, yourself, but like, I know you always have panic attacks, but like, I I haven't had one in years. 
Um, I used to have them like when we dated. I used to have them constantly. I know it was like it was gonna happen every fucking day. I know, and I didn't understand. I mean, like I understood them, but I also always had like Xanax available to me. Yeah, yeah, and I like I Xanax and stuff like that scares me. I when they happen, I take like a just take a magnesium tablet, which magnesium's like, a shot. Yeah, like it slows you down a little bit, and. uh yeah, just put on some like relaxation music or something and like uh it is like yeah, and just breathe. Like once I started once I started learning like breathing techniques and stuff like that, like the breathe in for seven, hold for four, out for eight, like it's like goodbye panic attacks. May I propose something me. to you? Yeah. Would you like to learn transcendental meditation with me in 2016? Let's all go. I've been dying to learn that. Sure. Yeah. Let's go downtown, take the class. We got to find our word. I'll give anything a shot. Okay. And if I wind up laying on my bed, listening to music, freaking out. You know what you like should do that Marijuana. you would love? What? You will love this. Actually, you will love this. There's in Joshua Tree, there's a sound bath. And like, I guess sometimes it costs a lot of money. But I went one day I went, it was $26. And you just drive up. And like, I had to wear a parka. But like, you go up into this like, it's an all wooden structure. There's no metal, like it's all wood beams and wood dowels and there's no metal in the entire structure. And they put you in a sound bath where like you, like you think you're not going to sleep. And like if your first like 15 minutes are like, what is this? What am I listening to? This makes no sense. And then you get the deepest 45 minutes of sleep of your life. And it's like the craziest, most weird meditative thing ever. And then like, you know, each rose, it's all rose quartz bowls that they're using to make this noise, to generate this noise. And like each bowl is a different note. And some notes, when they hit them, they'll like wake you up. And like, I think that's a personal message. Like, and I'm, I'm determined to figure out which notes woke me up. Because, like, the hippies down there were like, yes, and so, like, it happens, man. And I was like, but why? Because, like, you're sleeping so soundly throughout this whole thing, but then someone hits a note and, like, it wakes you up. Why that note? Like, what? Because each note speaks to a different chakra. So, like, you're dealing with, like, all this energy. And, like, why is that waking you up all of a sudden? Maybe that's, like, the one you need to concentrate on. I'm just saying. Do you yeah, I'll do it for sure. I'll, <laughs> I'll fall asleep. I'll probably be tired from the drive out there. Yeah, right? Yeah. Do you go to Joshua Tree? I've never no. known you to travel within L.A. No. I, Have you ever been I go to Vegas. north? Or, I know. So yeah. tell me, why don't you Why don't you wander? Where is your wanderlust, Eric? I, I sometimes, like, we'll go out and do, like, festivals or when we're on tour mm-hmm. uh, in my sketch group. Like, I got to see all those places. And do you go nice. to Bonnaroo? No. That's my fest. Yeah. What other ones you go to? Or no, uh we we or what did like you did like sketch to? fest oh, and like stuff oh, like word. that. Yeah. Is that no, we didn't do Bonnaroo. SF? Yeah. Oh, you guys like headline Bonnaroo? Yeah. yeah oh, it was us and the flaming I, lips. Yeah, I knew in like the red hot chili peppers and yeah. Anthony Kiedis got like airlifted into the field. Okay, next call. Hey, Malls. My name is Jess. I'm 28 from Indianapolis. Um, I need some advice about how to deal with mothers. Um, growing up, my mother was a drug addict and very abusive. And so I don't really know how to process motherly love, and that's actually been a big issue in a couple of my relationships. It actually ruined one of my relationships. 
because his mother uh, definitely stepped into that mother role, and I just don't know how to process that, and it didn't go very well. Um, so if you can just give me some advice about how to deal with, like, moms and, like, motherly love, that would be great. Um, thank you. Hi, Mo. This is Jess, 28, Indianapolis again. Uh, a couple things I forgot to mention that's probably really important is my mother is dead. She died when I was 14 uh, from complications of uh, taking too many benzos and opiates together. Um, and previous to that, she I probably only lived with her for about four years. I was passed around between grandparents, aunts and uncles, whatever. Thanks. I have to be honest with you. I'm probably the worst person to ask this question because, like, I'm from a single-parent home where my mom was the parent, and so she's always been, like, not just all parents, but all relatives. My mom's really my only living relative, like, outside of my aunts and uncles. Like, she's my only immediate family. So um, I don't really know the answer to this question. Um, but you guys have moms. What do you, like, traditional moms? <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure how to answer this either just because, like, I – have a great mom and it's been easy for me to accept her love but I can understand why it would be difficult for the caller to she's really asking about like fem- like how to accept like female energy I think yeah, yeah. I think she's having a hard time with female energy and, or like, like older female energy yeah yeah and that's understandable like I it's like there's yeah I think it would help if you would have let um your boyfriend's mother know that like you're not used to someone doting on you yeah, I think um, it's really weird. And so that's very, like, unco- makes you uncomfortable because you're not used to dealing with it. I also think um, that everyone's used to different types of moms, too. Like, yeah. there's, like, the, oh, poor you, mom. And, like, there's, like, the buck up, mom. And, like, I'm used to, like, buck up. And so when I see, like, poor you, I'm like, your kids are coddled. You're a coddler. You're fucking weak. Like, <laughs> you need to send your kids back out into the world with a better fucking well-adjusted attitude because they're going to suffer their whole lives. And, like... <laughs> And like on the other and side, and my mom probably, is the other side. <laughs> and like they're probably way more comfortable with like no, but like no, your mom's not like no. Your mother has your mother's a tough Puerto Rican bitch. Like Diana doesn't <laughs> fuck around. She's like oh like, but she's also in a very affectionate. Caring, no, but she's very mother. affectionate and caring. But like no, I think if Diana had a choice to like to like smack or hug like some fucking nonsense into her child, like <laughs> nonsense into yeah. her child, like she would literally like smack it out of you. And like that is Diana is like, she's a strong woman. Like she like, she mothers you in the right ways, but there's a lot of people out there that give you really uncomfortable vibes because like, you're not used to being spoken to like a baby. And like some people speak to people like they're babies, like their whole lives. And like being spoken to like a baby makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's necessarily what this listener was struggling with. I think that's what people think is maternal sometimes. And, like, they don't see – so they don't see strength in another – like, they see weakness in another woman as maternal as opposed to to a strong older woman who's, like, maybe they think of her as, like, less maternal. But, like, she might have a a decent relationship with women that are, like, less weak. The only advice that I can think of, and then I'll let Eric talk. But – um. It's just make sure that you've dealt with your mother's death and, like, the relationship you had with her. She wasn't there for you because she was a drug addict, it seems like. So make sure you've dealt with that. And, it is and here nor it, there. It's grieving. It's a form of grieving. Maybe sure. you haven't done it. Maybe you haven't coped with it. But make sure that you've come to terms with it. Maybe talk to a therapist about it. 
you know, there's some unli- there might be some underlying things there. Well, that, that's you know. for sure, like yeah, for sure, projection. Like this, like the way that you interact with another person is all about you. Yeah. So, like you know, the fact that this affects you is definitely about you. But like, you can also choose to find someone that doesn't have a parent that is is about that too. Yeah. I've definitely been there where I'm like, you don't want like you're a Doris great, Roberts, but like I literally do not you. someone like I don't want someone like swaddling me. Like I'm not interested in that. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I like bear. I like barely like my own mom to hug me, and I love her very much. I just like I don't really understand it. So oh, okay, is that interesting? That is interesting. Okay, I love it. What but do that, you think? I say ghost this lady. Do a <laughs> do a fade away. Yeah. You say ghost this bitch? Yeah, ghost her. Next one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, Eric's going to read our letter. Here's a letter from a listener. (laughs) Hey, Molly and the rest of Please Advise. I'm 25. My dilemma is pretty simple. I'm every man's idea of a rebound for some reason, and I don't know why. Sometimes I'm aware that I'm the rebound... Parentheses, I only allow it to happen when I really like someone and think there might be a chance it could develop into something more, but it never does. But most of the time, I have no idea. And then in retrospect, I feel like a fucking retard. (laughs) Once I realize I'm basically nothing more than a janitor to these guys and I'm just there to clean up another woman's mess that she left behind, I get out, obviously, but then it just happens again. Here's the big core problem, though. I met the perfect guy. He's so attractive and funny and cool, and he has shit together. He owns a house. He owns a successful business. He's extremely talented at what he does, and we have a lot in common. Everything about him is ideal for me. The problem is I met him at his business three months ago, and we hit it off in a big way and ended up talking on and off because he was working for three hours. After I left, my friend and I stalked him on the Internet, and it appeared that he was taken... It appeared that he was taken, although we weren't sure because the pictures of him and her together were from last year. I didn't send him a friend request or anything because of this, but he ended up searching and finding me and adding me on Insta and Facebook. After two months of casually liking each other's shit, he sent me his number. Within five minutes of texting me, he told me he was going through a separation and everything would be finalized the first week of January. We haven't hung out or anything yet, but we've been texting, not every day, but often, I obviously want to leap on this dude after it's over before he gets snatched up by another chick Mm -hmm. because he's perfect and could have anyone he wants, but I also don't want to allow myself to be a rebound once again and Mm -hmm. fuck it up. Should I wait? Will he think I don't like him anymore if I choose to wait? What if he goes for someone else? What would you do? Also, what do you think I'm doing that causes me to be a rebound so much? Thanks in advance for the advice, and I've been a longtime fan of yours since the Tumblr days. And I love watching you succeed, and you're a huge role model for me, girl. Thanks again, <laughs> Pizza Goth. That okay, a, that was a great reading. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you were. You did a really did a good job. job. Um, so, Eric, what do you think? Um, I could be wrong here, but I would say that this may be an unfortunate, like if she thinks she's a rebound girl, it may be a series of unfortunate circumstances. Hmm. That's uh, like a optimistic. self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Or, or some like, cause That's like an adorably from, optimistic thing to say. I mean, from my point of view, I don't, <laughs> I don't like, I'm not the type of guy and I don't know. There might be guys like this. I don't know, but I'm never like <laughs> searching out like, okay, who just, she's vulnerable as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, um, 
So I don't know. I think that uh, it's a combo. It's like a little bit of a combo platter moment here for you, girl, because you are being a little bit thirstful and also self-sabotaging. Like she's, I mean, yes, the answer is wait. I would wait. I would like literally wait this guy out and I would make it my personal mission to like always be too good for him. Like it was some sort of like weird rom-com. Like I would be very, um, I'd be very like in my Sandra Bullock about this. (laughs) And that's kind of how I feel. All right. I, I feel that way. Do you agree? Just wait it out. I do think she is setting herself up to be like Miss Rebound. Yeah, I know. Which, by the way, would make a right. great rom com. Mm-hmm. Um, like a professional Same. rebound girl. Miramax, call me. Yeah. <laughs> new line is New Line around still. New, new Line, line would love that. They yeah. snatch that. Who would be in that? Would that be a Reese Witherspoon or what? I think Miss Rebound would be like a um who would be who's like kind of kooky and fun and new like an Anna Kendrick maybe would be great oh, yeah. for Miss Rebound yeah and who's gonna be the guy that like gets her Chan Channing Tatum yeah Chan. I love this movie well, okay so did I tell you can I tell you my Chan story no go ahead okay so I, I have mean, a Channing yes. Tatum story okay let me tell you so one night at two broke girls season two before our holiday party Nick Zano who was with Kat Dennings at the time. Shut up to Who's Sat. called into this podcast. Yes, Nick Zander, who's called into this podcast. He was with um, a very, like, handsome guy. And, like, I was just, like, really drawn to this man. And, like, I just was, like, like casually stroking him and being, like, hey, do you want to take a picture? And I was, like, hi, you're my new boyfriend. I was, like, joking with him. <laughs> like, I don't do that. Like, I never – I'm not that girl. Like, I'm not <laughs> – Like, I'm actually kind of impossible to talk to most of the time. And so I really felt that, like, it was – we were destined to be together. I think there was that. And, like, he was very handsome. We were drawn to one another. And after he left, I said to, like, one of my coworkers, I was like, did you see how hot Nick's friend's – like friend was and they were like yeah that's Channing Tatum (laughs) and I was like who's that and they were like he's in a movie called like Step Up 2 and I was like oh cool but I think by that time he no Magic Mike had not come out yet right no but he still had been in like a couple major movies honey I'm like basically oblivious no I know because we talked about this during another podcast like that you were oblivious so like Chan so like Chan fully like escaped me and I remember like he was introduced to me as Chan also, yeah, I had no idea. So I was like, oh, like Chan, like this, like this hot guy Chan that's my new boyfriend. He really does have an alluring vibe about him, IRL. And when he came out of that like sexy wooden floor at the end of, um, you know, Hateful Eight, sorry, go see it in the theater, losers. I don't care. No, I'm not, I'm not spoiling learning it for you. Like, go see it. She's seen the new Tarantino movie that came out. What's wrong with you? Yeah, by this time it had been out for about a week and a half. So yeah, go see the, the – if you're a film fan, go see the movie. Like, what's wrong with you? And also, Tarantino. it's not about the – it's not about what happens. It's about the journey that the film and takes you And also, on, so. like, I'm dyslexic and so is Quentin Tarantino. And, like, my mom would always say to me – I'm really grateful to my mom for this. This is actually one thing. Speaking of motherly love, Shauna did one solid for me. And she was like – my whole life, she's like, do you know who's dyslexic? And I was like, who? She's like, Quentin Tarantino. You should love him. And so I always have because I think our brains work the same. And that's why I feel like I am the hangman. Like, I was him. My mom would always point out to me the Puerto Ricans on television. Yeah. Did you see that? 
Oh my god, she's Puerto Rican. Yeah, <laughs> you see that? I'm like, who's that? Rita Moreno. She's Puerto Rican. Yeah. <laughs> my mom would always say, Molly, no matter like if any like failure ever happened to me or if I ever got like a small part in something, she'd be like, Well, Suzanne Summers' career started with a smile. And I was like, Shauna, like, like Shauna would always pull out Suzanne Summers. Oh, anytime I complain about the fact that I slept on a couch for five years growing up, my yeah. mom, my mom always says, Alicia Keys slept on a couch. <laughs> look, look what happened to her. And I'm like, her mom also paid for piano lessons, mom. Jewel lives in a goddamn van and still has no adult teeth. Like, yeah, it's totally fine. I love, by the way, I've realized this. Parents like literally set the bar at not bad. Parents are like, your childhood wasn't bad. And it's like, well, is that the goal? Like, literally, like, not terrible is the goal. Like, nothing like nothing horrific happened to you. Like, you escaped near death super many times. You're fine. You had a bed to sleep in. What do you care? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. You had a rag to chew on in the corner. What What is that image of, a rag chewing in the corner? Like, during maybe, like, during, um, like, um, medieval times if you got shot? When did people like if people were in pain? When did they chew on rags? Like what time in history was that? I think they would like bite down on leather or something. Leather. When was that? Like maybe in medieval times, or like was that like maybe during like wars? Like I I feel like that could go to like World War Two. People biting down on things. Yeah, like World War One gets like literally no attention. Yeah, it's weird. Like we don't even like everyone's just like oh like choose the war like yeah. and like we don't even think like world war one's like totally a thing i don't think it had as much of an impact on america as world war ii did that's true because we weren't i don't think we were attacked in that one on dude fucking hatefully it was so good i loved it so much well you know i love lincoln too and i'm gonna be honest okay spoiler alert now i'll do the spoiler alert like i think that the subtext of the end was that the letter really was from lincoln Oh, I thought that too. Okay, okay, good. Because no one else that was with me thought that. And I was like, no, you guys, the subtext was that the letter was from Lincoln. And to the end, these two guys were playing each other for themselves. And like, I, 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 I just loved I There were moments of it that I enjoyed, it. but overall I did not enjoy it. Chapter five, y'all. Like <laughs> chapter five was my shit. Like that reinvigorated me. Like I got this brain juice shot in Austin at the Whole Foods. It's like the first Whole Foods in America. And like they have all these like weird shots. And I got this like brain juice shot and I finally took it. And like that's what chapter five felt like to me. It was like my brain juice shot. Like I was like, oh, I'm back in. I'm locked in. Yes, earlier that day. I love an earlier that day. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway. that really pulled the story together for me. But I yeah. just like re- – it's inspired me in terms of writing. I'm really excited. Yo, Todd and I – I didn't even say this out loud. I'm, I'm just going to say it out loud. Todd and I got our pilot. We're going to write it for MTV, which I'm really excited about. And it's like sexy and fun and weird and like definitely a lot of like weird flashbacky, sexy moments. And so uh, – we're going to write that for the next two months. And like, I felt very reinvigorated by hateful eight, which made me feel very grateful. That's always great to see. Like when you get creatively reinvigorated. Yes. No. Yeah. What does that for you, Eric? What's that? What did that for you? What does that for you? Uh, it's weird. I, I remember feeling that way and I would never write anything like this, but when I went to see book of Mormon, Oh yeah. I was just like, I I gotta fucking do something better. 
<laughs> That's like, how I felt during the Gloria Stefan musical. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm never going to write, like, a I didn't care for Book of Mormon. Didn't care for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's like the most amazing thing in the oh, world, but I get it was what, so. That's exactly right. It was so out, it, at least in my opinion, it was outside of what they do in a way. Yeah, sure. It was outside of their comfort zone. And like they have songs and stuff on South Park, but it was like outside of their comfort zone, like a totally different thing. And I was just like. You mean in terms of like. Creatively, like seeing how the structure clicked yeah. and stuff Trey, like that. You're yeah. like, Trey oh, Parker, Matt do, Stone. Like, it's like where you're comparing yourself to emotionally no. in that moment. It, it, but in that moment, I was like. You're like, I want to beat that. Yeah. yeah. I like, I want to beat that. Yeah. That's always a good yeah. feeling. When you see something and you're like, oh, like this is what everyone's talking about? Honey, I could totally do that. I felt like that about. Um, you need context sometimes. <laughs> what would you feel that about? Um, Master of None, the Aziz Ansari show. Oh, you did? You were yeah. like, I could write this? I just like, like, I think that was something, when I watched it, it was like how I always wanted a TV show to be. Mm-hmm. So, I, never, I thought I could I haven't it. seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I, I liked it. A lot of, a lot of people that I talked to were kind of lukewarm on it, but I really, really liked it. Do you see it, hon? No. No? No. Wait, Eric, did you ever watch Friday Night Lights? Yes. Did you like yeah. Did you love? I didn't see all the episodes, but what I did see, I liked. It's the best show in yeah. television history, and I think you would really like it as a football fan. You need to watch it. Oh, as a football fan, sure. Shut up, fucking <laughs> loser. Like, seriously, what's wrong with you? Um, okay, we're going to take one more call. Let's do it. Hey, Malls and crew. I just wanted to reach out to you to thank you for your most recent podcast with Jenna Kim, Jenna Kim Jones. I just wanted to say that at the top of the call, uh, Molly, you and Christina were talking about um, everything that's been going on and Molly, how bad you had been just feeling and Christina just kind of uh, said to you, you know, I think your life is just an influx right now and it's okay when not everything is going right, you know, don't feel bad about it. And then, um, Molly kind of mentioned that as well. I'm going through a really hard time right now in the last year. Um, my husband had lost his job. He's got a new one, which is great. Um, my brother and sister-in-law got a divorce, um, you know, when they have an 11 year old, um, little girl and my mother just passed away right before Thanksgiving. And, I am one of those people that always tries to be an eternal optimist and that tries to be there for her friends and everything. And I have felt myself really backing away because I really just don't want to be dealing with anybody right now. And I remember when Molly started talking and how bad everything was. And while I'm not in her moment, um, I definitely got how she felt. And Christina, I cannot thank you enough for what you said. Um, I'm not intending to get this on air. I'm not intending for this to be shared. I just wanted you guys to know how thankful I was for what you said. And it got me through a really dark place this morning when I listened to your pod. Um, so thank you guys so much. Um, I want to wish you both the best. Molly, I pray for your strength um, to keep going. And I will think of you when my day is really hard. And I know that you're going through something as well. And I'll be okay living in my influx. Um, 
thanks to you guys recognizing that it's just a sucky period and you just got to soldier on. So uh, nobody has been able to bring me out of my just wallows that I feel like I'm in right now other than you two. So I just wanted to say thank you again for your pod. I'm a dedicated listener. I was actually Carrick H, who was one of the We Are Appreciated comments over the summer. Um, So I am legit a fan of your show. Thank you for everything you do. I loved it. That was so sweet. Oh, my God. You guys, thank you so much. Well, you know what? That actually makes me feel really like... um, Made my day. Yeah. I really gave me chills. Like, at first, I didn't know how to... I don't know how to handle it. So that was really nice. That was really, really nice. And um, you know what? Something that I realized, like, the last, like, couple weeks, really just... Even listening back to that episode, you know, because you have to, I have to listen back to them before we edit them to make sure they didn't say anything racist or weird that we need to, no, I'm just kidding, but I'm not, uh, that we need to cut out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, uh, I was feeling really like, yeah, Christine, I kind of blew past Christina's words in that moment because they were very powerful and I didn't really know. I had to like, you know, that's the beginning of the, I, and, but it's, I, yeah. You know what? Thank you. Thank you. Because, by the way, like, it's very interesting how when we all talk about each other's problems, they're, none of our problems seem that big at all. Like, honestly, like, everything you just listed, the fact that you're worried about me makes me feel bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I uh, – or that you even think about me. And, like, that's – and, you know, I mean, we definitely have stuff going on. But yeah. – um, you know, um, you have had a big year, very big year, and um, I really, like, respect your strength and honestly thank you for – I also know that when you're going through a hard time, it's really hard to, like, talk up to other people. Like, it's really hard to, like, say to someone, like, I admire something you do or, like, thank you for that or whatever. It's easier to, like, set, settle into a place of – Negativity. Yeah. And so the fact that you're in your positive right now is so cool. Like, yeah. that's so awesome. And, like, a really good sign for you. I'm really excited, actually, for you. I feel that it is true. We also touched on this. Whenever shit gets really bad, that's when something amazing happens. And I don't know what it's going to be for you right now. Um, your husband could find an amazing new job. Um, I don't I, – I, He did. He did find a He job. did? He did find yeah. a new job. She said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I miss that. Sorry. I'm a yeah. little drunk, honey. But, like, I just wanted to say that it really – I'm really excited for you. I think that 2016 is going to be amazing, whether, like, you find, like, an amazing new farmer's market or, like, you guys become super huge millionaires or, like, I don't know, like, your brother marries um, Jennifer Aniston. Like, should <laughs> things fall apart in her life? That'd be great, right? Yeah. And I'm really sorry for your loss, you know, losing your parent. It's really hard. Losing one around the holidays is even harder. Um, and I hope that 2016 is a really healing year for you. Not to get all, like, hippie, but um, I hope you find – Namaste, girl. Yeah, I hope you find some sort of strength. You from, should from watch – like, go get the Hulu extension for Showtime. <laughs> it's, like, an extra three ninety nine a month, <laughs> and you can watch a show polyamorous, married and dating. Yeah. It's about a bunch of, like, sexual freaks. The, like, Don't all, call them oh, free. Sorry, I'm sorry. Like Kamala Devi and like her pod. Like I'm sorry, she's brainwashing all of them. Those if poor people, people. I really do feel they're her victims. I feel they're her victims. The triad is gorgeous in season one. 
season two, there's an abusive relationship. I I feel there's an abusive dynamic. But, like, the pod is – it's freak life at its best. If people want to be like, poly, that's life. fine for them. No, you know? poly life is a maze. But, like, literally, if you're all living at the hands of Kamala Devi, who can't even wash the peas out of her own cup, she <laughs> – I kind of watch what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> no, you can have my Hulu passport. Okay. Polyamorous married and dating. It's like you can get the Hulu extension for Showtime. It's like three ninety nine a month. It's yeah. so worth it. Season one's like – actually, season one has a lot of like gorgeous moments. There's a couple in season two that has a lot of weird spiritual darkness behind them. It's basically softcore porn with a reality TV like – like thread oh, through it. That's what the real L word was too. So oh, that's what that show is. Yeah, it was like <laughs> I'm like oh, that's it was I'm like following around lesbians, but then there was also like softcore porn Mormons. Oh, I didn't know. It. Yeah, sometimes. Well, I have that extension now, so now I know. Uh, Eric. Yeah. How? What? Like, you were talking about a time where you're like things weren't working out for you. Like, how did you? How did you get through that? Uh. That's true, when it's just like one one thing after another just goes wrong. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel that I feel that like you got like humans we're very adaptable. Like that's how we have survived and thrived throughout all the years, but because yeah. we're like adaptable, like we have a hard time when things are going bad and then when things are going great, we can remember the things that were bad and then we're like, "Oh, this is great." And then we get unhappy again yeah. because we adapt. Uh, like our bad day is like, oh, my car was wrecked. But like, yeah, our ancestors used to be eaten by woolly mammoths. Yeah, yeah, they'd be like chased by saber tooth tigers and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like you gotta, you gotta have some adversity. I think to some people appreciate. are such dumbos, though, Eric. Like, what do we do about all those people that are like dumbos that are for some reason still alive? That's so frustrating. Like, you can be adaptable all goddamn day long, but, like, when you deal with a bunch... I'm literally testing a yeah, Dumbo wh- right now. I can't even handle it. This real estate agent's a fucking goddamn Dumbo. How do you deal with Dumbos who make more money than you? That's what I'm saying. Like, how is this bitch making so much money off me right now and still such a dumb bitch? Not Courtney. Not Courtney Robertson from The Bachelor. Not her. It's the other lady. Don't look her up. Like, she's a real dumb bitch, though. Like, she literally thought I was going to, like, scrape the roof of my own garage. Like, Eric, you think I need to ghost my own real estate agent? Yeah, ghost the Dumbo. Uh, What do you do, though, emotionally, though, when you deal with, like, people that are, like, straight-up idiots? Thriving above. Well, I mean, I think that, like, we all get frustrated. But you got to remember that people aren't trying to be idiots. Yeah. That's that's actually a really good but point. Do you like, also ever remember that people don't care not to be idiots? Like that's the thing that bothers me. It's like you're not trying to be an idiot, but you're also trying you're not trying to not be an idiot. <laughs> you're not trying to not be an idiot. Yeah. I like, mean, like I'll get depressed and like just think about things in the world and like get fucking real deep. Like when I'm like playing video games or whatever, I'm just like, God, what's going on? Like, why are people such fucking? You're playing a full blown video game and going there in your head at the same time. You can duel things. Yeah, because like there's like loading what? stages. Oh yeah, that's right. And in, there's in, or yeah, like this, yeah, like you're in um, between things and you're like God those scenes damn. that you can never skip that like set up the plot. Yeah, of the yeah, game. yeah, yeah. So you're just sitting there waiting and you're just thinking about something you saw earlier today, and it's like, well, I can't control it, like. I could run for president or something, but that's not right. going to fix anything. You Plus probably you have to, could like, be run a for president. Sort of, like, 
got to be a special sort of crazy person to want to be in control of that many people, I think. No yeah. disrespect to Obama. Who are you going to... Okay, weird. <laughs> um, who are you going to vote for? Uh, this is not a popular sentiment, but I don't vote. Okay. No, that's fine, but why? I mean, I, everything... Any sentiment is fine, but what's your reason? Uh, just because I feel like... Oh, this is, like, weirdly... I don't care. Well, well, I feel like the system on all sides is out to like, it's just greedy and it's out to like sort of fuck everybody. Yeah. And make certain people rich, no matter who it is. Uh, And I think that like the Democrats are obviously like looking out for people more. I just think it's a big shit show. That's all. So I try to stay out of it. Yeah. I feel you. I don't want to be a downer. No, 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 you're not a downer. Like, no, I've always, I mean, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I've always wondered, like, what does me going and saying, like, I feel this way do, except for my, it's my own psychology. Yeah. But, like, if we don't all use that for, if we don't all use that technique, then, like, we can be exposed to some really dangerous shit. Like, I actually am quite relieved thinking that Trump could get as far as he might. Because, it doesn't like, bother me. It doesn't much. bother me at all. Because, like, one, if we live in a country that's ruled by Donald Trump, like, <laughs> I think we're going to get, like, a four-year vacay. Like, I literally don't think the world's going to – they're going to be, like, America is, like, a goddamn mess. Yeah. Like, America's going to be, like, your drunk little sister for two. And you're going to be, like, she's fine. Just, like, let her be. Yeah. But then, like – the last time I felt safe in America was when the Clintons were in the White House. And, like, I love – I would still, to this day, have sex with Bill Clinton. No <laughs> questions. And, like, that honestly, like, that, I'm not going to lie. Old. That is not not – no, it's, like, he's literally not. Like, I still, to this day, have uh, sex with Bill Clinton. looking pretty old. No, but, like, I still – like, he has, like, the personality. I know. He's all skinny now. He like, yeah, he's skinny. Stop. I all. respect his – stop, like, hating it. Like, literally, what does it bother you if I have sex with Bill Clinton? Done. Like I'm just saying that. Do like, it. I hope that I, he would admit. Do it. Sex do it. <laughs> Go for it. Go have sex with Bill Clinton. I don't think he would do it. Molly. No. I don't think I can get in there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to. But like, I just really like. I, <laughs> I've always had a crush on him, and like, I just would love to see him back in there. I would love to get hit on by Bill Clinton. Oh my god! I don't oh, think I would that's like to have sex with him. Well, no, that's how I feel about me? David Letterman, where it's like you know. You know David you are Letterman not killing it. If David Letterman didn't hit on you though, if he didn't at least pass, if he didn't at least pass a little wink or something, I would be like, oh, I'm a troll. Like because David Letterman gave every he threw every dog a bone. Like and so that's just what I'm saying. Like but then when he didn't, it was like extra cruel. And that's why I just like you need some acknowledgement. Who would you want to hit on you? Um, Bill Clinton, <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Okay, no. For sure. In, in, you wouldn't uh, want, like, in a history, Condoleezza Rice? Maybe? Dead. Only dead. Pick from the dead. Who would you want to be like, hey? Uh, give me some options of some dead famous women. I don't, okay. I don't know. That's a weird question. Uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe? Jackie O. Nancy Spongen. No, Spungen. Marilyn Monroe seems kind of... Marilyn Monroe. Uh, fake. Uh, Catherine Hepburn. Uh, uh um, is Paula Poundstone Catherine alive? <laughs> Joan yes, Rivers. Paula Poundstone is still alive. Joan Rivers, yeah. Does that make a For difference? Sure, is Joan Paula Rivers. Poundstone still alive? Joan Rivers is hilarious, yeah. That'd she's be on great. Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, so yeah. She's yeah. Alive. No, I know. I she's love Paula her, Poundstone. Uh, her full-fledged suits. 
You know, I don't think Paula Poundstone, like, she's almost like, I don't think she gets enough respect for what she did. Great spash. Great specials. She had great specials. As a woman growing up, is that Ben Mendelker, our next yeah. guest? Okay, Eric, you have to go. Okay. <laughs> Eric, um, your Twitter name is at Eric Moneypenny. Sure. You have a monthly show at UCB called The Midnight Show. Yeah. Super oh funny. Yeah. It is really funny. I used to go religiously. Religiously. Yeah. Uh, and then you and I like spiritually and emotionally broke up. Yeah. Uh, but now I feel like we're going to learn transcendental meditation together. Yeah. And we're going to take a sound bath. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, sure. I don't know if we have to take the sound bath together, All right, but just, like you're going to take you got to tell me where the sound bath is. I'll go. I'll send. So we have send at least that one email and yeah. then also our weekend long transcendental meditation class. Let's make that dead person a question of the week. Which dead person would you sleep with? Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter We're at please underscore advice. <laughs> Christina, we know it's Benjamin Franklin for you. Yes. You guys can call us at 323-450-740. No, it would be Alexander Hamilton now. Oh, really? Yeah. From Hamilton? Yeah. Well, yeah, I would think his dick is like worn out by now. So anyway, <laughs> email askpleaseadvice at gmail.com. You can send us your letters or your voice notes there. They come out really like clear. When you send voice notes there, we love it a lot. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just look up PLZ Advise and also on SoundCloud.com slash Please Advise. Follow us on iTunes, rate us there, leave a review. It helps people find us. And you guys, it means so much when you retweet and fave and do all that shit. We love it. I'm at Malls on Twitter. You're at Christina Lopez on Twitter. We have Christina with a K. Christina with a K. And then B, what's your Twitter, hon? B Nugs. B-E-E Nugs is our intern <laughs> here this week. Uh, don't forget to look up Jackson and Chrissy, too. We love them. All right, you guys, next time. Bye. Bye. 